Podcast Movies Edition, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Movies Podcast. Coming up, we talk about The Prince of Persia, Back to the Future box set, Alien Quadrilogy, Iron Man 2 and everything in between and completely unrelated. And joining me for this month's podcast, this is the news edition, and we're going to talk about all the latest discs that are coming up in the months ahead. And joining me this week is Chris, uh, we also have Jer, and uh, Mark's here as well. Hi guys. Hello everybody. Hello. Evening Phil. Hello Phil. And we're Hello gonna... Phil. Hello Mark. <laughs> Hello Jer. Hello Chris. Hello. Hi <laughs> Mary Ellen. <laughs> oh, I can see how this is going to go. So uh, we're going to go at the first well, title, down, John Boy. the uh, the first title to talk about Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. It's coming out September the fourteenth uh, in the US, and the UK date is September twentieth. Uh, no price yet. Uh, it's coming from Disney and Buena Vista. So, Chris, tell us all about it. Thanks, Phil. You've mentioned everything I was going to say about it there myself. Yeah, Prince of Persia. Jake Gyllenhaal playing um, well, an ancient. Um, muscle-hewn, daring-do sort of hero guy. Um, it's great. I, I saw it at Flicks. I um, didn't expect to like it. I'd heard kind of lacklustre things about it, that it was just Pirates of the Caribbean on dry land, but without all the humour. And a lot of the complaints that made it, you know, possibly, you know, you know, carry some weight to them. But I got by on it. I thought it was a, a bit of a breeze. It's a long film. It's prob- probably a little bit too long, but I like long movies, especially if I'm having fun with it. And uh, with it, Jake Gyllenhaal and Gemma Arterton. Arterton, not the best actress in the world. Um, the queen of exposition in Clash of the Titans. Now in this, yeah, fair bit of exposition again, because you've got this dagger, this, which is called the sands of time. You can turn back time with this thing. And you get told this about a million times throughout this movie. In fact, the first scene where they talk about it, Jake Gyllenhaal actually repeats himself about three times. You mean... By pressing this button, I can turn back the sands of time. By pressing this button here, I can stay the, the, the you know a blade striking me in battle. By pressing this button here, I can turn back time. Yes, we get the point. And, how does he? Uh, how does he pick which year he goes to? If there's only a button, uh, it turns back a minute at the oh. time. When you, if so you, you want to go a bit further back, then you have to go and find the actual well of sand where the sand came from in the first place. Ah. Hence the main thrust of the story. We have him on the run with Gemma Arterton, who is this princess who was tasked with looking after this dagger with the sands of time in it. And because they've laid waste to her city, and as a peace offering to his dad, um, who is not his real dad, because this guy, and you know what? I've forgotten his name. <laughs> forgotten Liz, the guy. Um, Dastan. Dastan, that's the one, yeah, Dastan. Anyway, him, Dastan, Jake Gyllenhaal. Him and his army, his two brothers, uh, they've laid waste to this city. Jake Gyllenhaal's not really their brother. He's not really the king's son. He was just a street urchin. He was just a, a beggar, a thief, who just happened to know Parker and could fly around the, uh, the city walls, eluding all the guards. And because of his skills and his little cheeky cherub face, um, the king takes him under his wing and tutors him, and he becomes a surrogate son. 
Um, hence, a bit of, you know, sort of sibling rivalry taking place. Anyway, when the chance comes, someone gets stabbed in the back, the old king dies, and all of a sudden, Jake's on the run. Daston's on the run. He has to run with the princess, and he encounters all sorts of strange people who all want this dagger with the sands of time in it. And, of course, nefarious people back home, people he thinks he can trust, but he can't really. Cue lots and lots of action and chases and endless scenes of people leaping over buildings and running up the sides of walls and vaulting over other people's heads. Um, I thought it was great, as I say. I, I, I got off on this. I really didn't think it was going to be up to much, but it hooked me. And there's a nice, easy, flowing charm between... The chemistry between Jake Garnhall and Gemma Artisan is actually pretty good. Now, they're neither great shakes in this movie as great shakes. It's all set in Persia. <laughs> um, neither of them you know, are, are, are fantastic performers in, in, in just what is an action movie. But as I say, the chemistry works, the comedy works, and the action is thick and fast. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but, of course, you've got uh, Ben Kingsley. Now, what, what is it with Ben Kingsley? This guy played Gandhi, didn't he, in, like, the year 1805 or something, a hell of a long time ago. He's not aging at all. So has he got the dagger for real? Has he got the sands of time running through his underpants or something? Because this guy is not aging. And in fact, for every crap film that he makes, and I'm looking at you, Mr. Yui Ball, because you seem to employ him quite a lot, um, there's always a good one lurking in the background. This one possibly falls in between. But, you know, he gives a likeable performance. So Alfred Molina's in it too. Forgot to mention that. Alfred Molina. And uh, there's a fair bit of ribald humour involving ostriches. I'll say no more than that, but it's the, co- it's the comedy <laughs> angle to it. And it's cheesy, shouldn't work, but strangely enough, I thought it did. You've also got Ooh. these... You've got, ah, you've got no creatures in this. There's no creatures in this movie. I've not played the game it's based on. And uh, is it Mike Newell who directed it? He didn't even know it was based on a video game, apparently. Um, that was probably, so it's probably a good thing, though. Well, yeah, maybe so. I mean, the, the history of video games making the, the transition to the big screen has not been great, let's be honest. Well, uh, when, I seen, when I saw this one, I immediately thought of Hitman, and it immediately put me off ever seeing it, ever. Yeah, Hitman was pretty dire, wasn't it? it I mean, even was without knowing the game, I saw the film, and I thought the film was absolute pants. Prince, the Prince of Persia was originally a side-scrolling game on the PC, simple jump, kind of fall down the hole, oh no. And then it got really elaborate on the PlayStation. I played on the PlayStation 3, I think, set the Sand of Time game. It's really, really good. But uh, with regards to going and seeing the film... Well, you can see where you know, that kind of game would inspire us, because, especially with the park air bits, bits to it, because he, he is just leaping. He spends most of the time leaping from building to building. It is a platform game you know, in that respect. And, you know, but I, I thought it worked. I thought it worked. I thought it was quite is there fun. any really good battles? Yeah. There's, some, there's, some, there's an opening large-scale battle, which is pretty cool. Um, you're not talking Lord of the Rings here. You're not talking uh, Braveheart or you know, Gladiator. But what I didn't expect was... Now, it's not a violent film, I've got to be honest. It's, it's aimed at families. But there's a few meaty kicks, to, you know, body blows and kicks to the head. And there's a, there's a couple like shields thrust in people's faces and uh, a good knee to the face. And you felt it too. And I, I like that kind of stuff. I thought, oh, yeah, there's a bit of meat here. It's, it's doing it. People are getting hurt. So, yeah, worked for me. The, en- the ending, well, I'm not going to say what the ending is, obviously, but you know, the ending is one of those big, massive, protracted things where you've got literally a couple of live-action people 
who spend the next the final half hour of the movie in the midst of a CG swell of stuff taking place. Now that was a bit aggravating, I'll be honest. But you know, it should look fine on Blu-ray. It's it's going to be one of the, one of the, you know Blu-ray eye candy without a doubt. So as I say, I'm looking forward to getting it because I want to see it again. It's light, it's disposable, it's just a bit of fun. Whether it sparks off a franchise, which of course is what um, what's his name, Bruckheimer and um, the other fella, you know, the ones who did Pirates of the Whether it works for them in that respect, not so certain. I mean, they've got another trilogy of Pirates movies coming out, haven't they? That's the, that's the Do they? idea. Yeah. Well, they're working is, on is one. There's a man in them again. There's Johnny Depp yeah, in them again. Yeah. Orlando Depp's Broom. in it, but, but nobody else, apparently, from the other movies. No Orlando Bloom. No, um, um, what's Here her name? Slightly. <laughs> the sexiest tomboy beanpole or something that oh, Harry no, Knowles has listened to us. I like it. I actually like oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. We had this discussion before. No. We no. have. We have discussed it before. Kick, but that, kicked out of the I, bed. I, I like those little scrawny legs. It's got nice yeah. eyes. So this is basically yeah, going to be the Johnny Depp show, then the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Yep. Still, though. Which is fine. That's how you want it. That's how you yeah, want it. Yeah, he was about the only good things in the original movies anyway. So, okay, bring them on. First film was great. You didn't expect it, did you? You didn't expect it to be that much fun. It shouldn't have worked out. And it's, a, it's, it's like, the, like the two, the, the two sequels. The first one, which is the best of the three, is a largely ramshackle, meandering affair. It goes on way too long. You go through the same sort of scenes again and again and again. But because it's so sort of left field, it's so, you know, offbeat, his performance carries that movie. You just don't know what he's going to do next. Sadly, when it came to parts two and three, you knew exactly what I was going to do next. Um, so they had sort of run out of steam there. But then again, this was a guy who was now chaperoned with some very wooden co-stars, um, a rather lackluster supporting roster. So it was just dependent on endless um, CG, bogus mythology. You know, but I wonder if Keith Richards is going to make an appearance in the new ones. I bet she does. You think so? Yeah, I bet you they throw him in there. <laughs> Maybe was, was maybe. he was was he was he in the third one? He, yeah, was he was just there for the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come on, think about it. Oh Jesus, that's really bad. Even through my hangover, it's still awful joke, <laughs> and it's a penetrate in my I brain. Oh God, sober up now. So, so anyway, does you... does Prince of Persia end with obvious lead on to the sequel? Because that always puts me off films. There's, there's something I'd love to say about the end of Prince of Persia, which is one of those. Oh no, you haven't. Please, we, we can do. I'm not going to say what it is. But we let, can do a spoiler just... alert though. We've moved on with our technology. Have All we, films have we? do is go spoiler alert, and we can discuss it because I'm not too bothered about it. Well, that, okay, spoiler alert. I'm not going to say what it is, but spoiler alert anyway. Now, what I will say is. <laughs> And, and you can disguise my voice if you want. That was what the Lord I will say is, it's about a device which turns back time. Dun, 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 dun. So yeah, all that, that happens already. in the movie, I'll say no more. The thing about it as well, they kind of claim that it's got no political um, basis at all. There's no political theme. It's about a weapon of what is mass destruction, which is hidden away in Persia. Okay, it's not political. It's not got any sort of modern day agenda. Okay, right. And to be honest with you, you don't think of that while you're watching the movie. The fact that everyone's got really gloriously English-style accents, and you know, every, but they're and they're all obviously you know Western people. And yeah, Galen Hall's accent's a bit funny in it because I like the guy. I think he, he, but he's got a very sort of, unless he's actually shouting something, his his voice is very sort of soft and is an English accent going through it. 
it's soft and lacklustre. And you're thinking, hang on a minute, shouldn't you? You're a bit, be a bit more manly about things. But it's all sort of like low-key, you know, friendly, charmy banter. He's not Mr. You know, rough and ready, despite the way oh, he looks. And, he, but, he his, did, but his designer stubble. He did beef up a bit for this, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he looks the part. Doesn't yeah, quite yeah. sound the part, though. Yeah. No, no, Maybe I, you smoke know, some it's, cigars. It's light, disposable fun. It's comic book stuff, and, you know, don't go in expecting you know, something utterly fantastic that's going to blow your mind. It's not going to do that, but it's, it, it is good fun for its duration. And I, I think there'd be some repeatability to it as well, because I saw it and I want to see it again. I, I quite enjoyed it. Okay, I so that's uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. It's coming out uh, September 14th uh, in the US, September 20th UK. So moving uh, from one uh, film about going uh, back in time and so on, we're going to move on to one which we've been looking forward for a long time on Blu-ray and it's now been announced. Uh, so Mark, take us through the details of the Back to the Future trilogy box. Yeah, well, fantastic. Looks like a 25th anniversary. Are you playing that all the way through? Yeah, of course. You, you got mesmerised by the music. It's so good. Keep going, Mark. I'll encourage you. You could do it. Block out the music. Take off your earphones and just speak into the microphone part. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. Alan Silvestri, full score Back to the Future. You can buy it from Entrada still to this date. Now Chris has already jumped in. Uh, He's stealing your thunder. Don't let him, Mark. Keep going. Come on, Mark. We may have been a little bit confused about when the twi- 25th anniversary was, although we claim that that was an in-joke. But, um, yeah, Steven Spielberg, absolutely classic trilogy. Good fun. Michael J. Fox as the perennial teenager getting out to hijinks and basically, well, travelling back to the future. It's got the... Time and time again. Yep, it's it's got the absolutely iconic DeLorean, which is has to rank as one of the great film cars of all time. And it... It was never anything more than a family movie, but it's become much loved. It's it's you know certainly not so small as to be cult status. It is big blockbuster family material, and it's good fun throughout. That it's is part of um, cinematic. You know, I, I'm, I've never loyalty, been a big fan. I'll be brutally honest. So, Are you, you serious? Know, oh, come yeah. On. You know, Back to the Future's up there with, like, the Alien, the alien Trilogy, not the... Uh, I've got to argue with you on right? that one, dude. Right. Uh, a whole lot of it, mate. No, and it's, it, right, third, you can throw away straight away. Okay. Oh, well, it's, it's, got it's, it's got a fly in It's got a fly in the train. It's got a western. Second one was That's all you need to say is flying train, and then you can throw it away. As opposed to what? Hovering skateboard, because that's all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was a good part of the trilogy. Yeah, it, for me, it was it was part one and part two retreading a lot of the same ground with bullies and the like, and you know, high school kids and yeah, just but, yeah, but that never, was the whole point, though, really, wasn't it? I, no, I understand it's the point. It just never really grabbed me in the same way that it grabbed certain people. You know, I think you had to have been of a certain age. Perhaps you had to be in high school yourself at the time, <laughs> and then maybe it <laughs> it struck a chord. But but for me seen it as a little bit younger it just never really resonated with me i well, just here, wanted here's, a here's the test if it come if it come on television would you watch it <sighs> depends you what would've... else is on no you would it's one of those films that once you start watching it dump sucks you right in and that's a sign of an excellent film two is one i'm, I'm no not that bothered 
I don't know. I, I like the first one, although I was I was never a major fan of it. I love the music. Um, I, I love the people you know in front of and it's behind the camera. Fantastic, isn't but it? I hated the second one. I, I just couldn't make any tale of it. I thought it was just complete and utter confused and confusing rubbish. I liked the third one because it was. Uh, well, I, I think is I didn't want to see the third one. The flicks. I, I'd gone way past Back to the Future. I'd gone it. I'd gone it. I'd gone ahead. I'd gone into the future, and I wasn't bothered by this this adventure anymore. But I got dragged by uh, the woman who would end up being my wife, and I had a great time with the third one because I love westerns, as I say. Right. We don't um, want to go into that now. What's going yeah. up to with your wife <laughs> in the cinema? <laughs> See, Phil what can I, explain what the I second one. Yeah, but we've, oh, and Phil. what are all the mistakes in it, Phil? Yeah, we've already done that. So, you know, if people want to know our theories on it, they can go and listen to the other podcast. Well, here, what about the greatest hoax and publicity stunt ever with sending around those things? I actually rang the IS department because I'm forever locking myself out of my PC and work. Don't ask anyone. No, it just happens. But I rang up the IS guy and he's like, did you know that today is the day that Marty McFly went to when he went to the future? And I went, no way, is it? And it spread and everyone, people were showing me stuff, uh, pictures of the screenshot of the DeLorean's readout and everything. And I only checked it today to find out. Disappointed he found out it was a massive hoax. Yeah, I've got to be perfectly you know honest. What? When I, get, when no I phone up about being locked out of my PC at work, I get disciplined. Do you? Yeah. I, 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 I get movie trivia from the IS department. You're working for the wrong company, Chris. I, am, I most certainly am. And your man, your man even told me, he goes, uh, he goes oh, yeah, I was going, oh, yeah, it's coming out in Blu-ray now, and uh, well, hopefully now I'll pick up a copy. And look, he goes, I've got, what's, what's the name of the high school they went to? Um, can't remember the name of the high school, but he had, he bought, he bought himself the jacket with that Hill the high school jacket. Hill Valley High, that's it, yeah, he's a Hill Valley High, like, American sports jacket. He was telling Sad me <laughs> Don't get away, you've got loads of movie memorabilia, there's nothing wrong with I know, that. You've know, got wolf even, man even, masks, hairy feet and everything. Even even geeks can poke fun at other geeks. <laughs> My geek stuff is cool. This is the man that dresses up as, uh, just, as, as wolf man nerdy, and does his... Nerdy cat. Everyone thinks their geek stuff is cool. Yeah, <laughs> I will defend it. I don't think yeah, any exactly. gig is good. I've got no memory movie memorabilia at all. I'm a massive movie fan. You've got no memory. What? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no movie memorabilia at all. Not one single iota. Not even a bloody film. What's it called? Not even a lightsaber. Not even a lightsaber. Oh, You're missing Although out. I, make, I know, yeah. I do make the lightsaber noise a lot, but uh, I don't actually have one. Maybe get a I stopped myself from getting the, uh, the the Max Rockatansky jacket <laughs> from the Abbey Shop. The what? The initial from the first Mad Max movie, the replica of his jacket. Oh, it, no way. Bought it, couple of hundred quid. If you bought <laughs> it, you've got a free main force patrol, the MFP police badge from Mad Max, thrown oh, in. As well. No, no, I was going to no. do it. I was going to do it. Did you wear it anywhere? I'd wear it everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I'd wear Jesus. it to bed. The only thing, if I was, the only mem- the movie memory irony is that I can't, I can't even drive. So I'll be sitting there next to the missus. <laughs> <laughs> Telling her, go faster. You know, drive inside of a bus. And your wife and dress <laughs> her handbag. What is this guy doing beside me? Only, on. I, 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 was in, I was in France and I saw a replica of the sword from Conan the Barbarian when I was about 13. And I went, I want one of them. And I'm going to have one of those swords someday. 
Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got hundreds of swords. Do you? Do you? Oh, yeah, you sounded the kind of maniac who might have swords, all right, going around yeah. your house with mad bags, jackets, <laughs> sabres around the place. Trimming all many swords and it's possibly healthy for a human being. How many swords do you have? I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a replica of the sword from Blade? I said hundreds there. It's, it's actually probably about 60, um, but that's, wow, a lot that's, of, that's a lot of steel. Swords. That's what a lot of wicked from? steel, especially when you've got young kids running around. Do you have any replicas from, from do you have the Highlander sword? No, no, I haven't got that one. I have a lot of Gladiator stuff. I have a lot of stuff from Lord of the Rings. I have a hell of a lot of stuff from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, have I that think, sting I think sword. Every sword you could get from that. I've even really? got um, the broken sword. Which what is where did you buy a broken sword? <laughs> I kept the receipts. I suppose you're not gonna, you're not going to use it's, the, it's, the, it's fake the sword, sword that cut the ring from Sauron. And it's it, not it, the real one though. It's, it's a beautiful. Oh, Shop it. It's a beautiful, beautiful. Be- honest to God. It's a beautiful half sword. It's a beautiful half sword. You get the rest of it as well, but they're in shards and it's stuck on like the, the wooden um, plinth. <laughs> they are oh, gorgeous. But you can take off. You can take off the hilt with the broken blade on it. Ah, oh, and it, it feels it feels good as well. It feels better than the actual full swords. I bet Do you, you have. Mate. Lay it down, lay, lay down in your land and, and pretended you were that guy who was getting beaten up by Sauron and swiped off his fingers. How many times have you reenacted that scene from the start of oh, Lord every day. Every in day. your land? And yeah. You, you, you swipe that and you'll you, hit somebody. In do you have any memorabilia from Back to the Future? None. Did you see that, Phil? I brought us I back round. I, I wouldn't mind the sports almanac. Oh, yeah. yeah well, back well, to the well, Future. Done. I totally forgot we were talking about that. Seamless. See, the thing, the thing about that, that's going to come out now. We're all. I am not a big fan of that series, but it's one of those things that you know you're going to get because it's a glorious package. Everybody around you, all your movie buff friends are going to be picking up. So you're not going to be able to avoid it. I know I won't be able to avoid it. But the problem is you've got that other big box set coming out on the same bloody day. Which Aliens. We're going to talk about a bit, you know, a bit later on. And haven't we got the Robocop box set as well on the same oh, day? No, oh, Robocop's what, interesting. What the hell is going on? You know, that's going to be one, one hell of a spendy month, that, isn't it? I won't be picking up Robocop because the third one is the worst film I've ever seen in my life. The, well, you said it there, mate, the third one. The third one is a third one. <laughs> it's a super third. Although I, I like, I oh, like Robocop 2 You're going to get Robocop one and one. two. You're going to get one and two in high def. You know, excellent, excellent movies. I have the first one on Blu-ray. It's superb. Okay, so uh, before we get any further um, off-topic, uh, let's go back to Back to the Future, 25th Anniversary Trilogy. Uh, Mark, just tell us what's in there supplemental-wise. Oh, God, look at all that. <clears throat> See, I hadn't even started talking. Chris, it's Chris. not your go. <laughs> get the butt out there. Come on, it's Mark's go. Come on, Mark. Yeah. Um, let me just sit up right. Uh, oh. Look, he's just high-waisting. Look at that. <laughs> um, milk it, why don't yep. you? <laughs> this is his five minutes. You'd be dominating the rest, so let him have his go. <laughs> Absolutely loads of supplements. I'm not sure how much of this made it to the DVD, but you've got Tales from the Future, Back to the Future, The Ride. You've got music videos by Huey Lewis and the News and ZZ Top, which, let's face it, we all want to see. And it, hopefully if those are in 1080p and lossless, that should be pretty awesome. The usual things, photo galleries and the like, storyboards, photographs. But you've got the physics of Back to the Future, so looking at a bit of the science behind the series. Michael J. Fox Q&A. You've got a whole host, 16 deleted scenes, which I'm not sure how much that will add to, well, the first or the third, but it might fill in a, a few of the blanks in the second. And you've got some uh, Q&A commentaries with uh, 
Robert Zemeckis and uh, producer Bob Gale. So fans certainly should have enough to be getting on with. And yeah, there's, there's a U control as well, isn't there? Story yeah, don't talk about that. Trivia tracks. Well, and, that's what, what's U control? control? Don't. What what, what is uh, it? It's that horrible little set of icons that come up on your screen, and if you press, if you highlight one of them, you will get taken into little tiny snippets and featurettes oh, inside it, like or that. or you'll get the um the bit of pop up trivia. Or you'll get a storyboard comparison in a box out in the corner of the screen. Bit awkward, though. I mean, I, not storyboard comparisons themselves, but the actual um, you control thing is always a little bit awkward, I think. Yeah. yeah. Fiddly. I, I, after, yeah. after seeing the pop-up trivia track on Terminator 2 Extreme Edition, I've never enjoyed one of those trivia tracks ever again because they're so rubbish in comparison. <laughs> Just to say, you have got some exclusive HD content on this. My scenes and Pocket Blue and BD Live and the like, an archival featurette Back to the Future Night. So there what? is some stuff that is exclusive and high def. So that should be worth picking up the set for, hopefully. But uh, might be a bit of fluff with BD Live and the like. I don't care. Despite my misgivings, that is going to be one that you know I think we're all going to pick up at some point. It, 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 if it's in a nice what, box, whatever we say about it, it's, it's, it's going to be one of the year's hugest titles. Hugest. I've already got. I've already got it in pre-order. Absolutely love the stuff. Anyway, another one that's on pre-order, and Jar's going to tell us all about it. it is the Alien Anthology? Absolutely, possibly the Blu-ray set that I have been looking forward to the most since Blu-ray came out. Um, I'm a massive, massive fan of the first and second movies. Alien Three, obviously, had its short comings, but it didn't gel as well with me as the first two. Uh, still a fantastic movie though, and it's all right, completely yeah. watchable. They kind of totally lose different. their way, lose their way a little bit with Resurrection. I mean, like it was a nice idea. Let's bring in full digital CGI, see how it looks, but it just destroys the charm. And then you know, so I'm hoping that this six disc Whopper set, which is coming out with DTS HD Master Audio, I was hoping for a 7.1 surround track here, but we're only getting 5.1. You've got all the audio commentaries, isolated score tracks, deleted and extended scenes that we've seen in the various DVD editions. Um, and we've also got some exclusive HD content, which is uh, mother, 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 mother mode experience <laughs> with Wayland Utani data stream. That sounds highly exciting. I'll be looking forward to that, even though I have no idea what it is. Can anyone shed any light what that is? Presumably some sort of pop up trivia track and. Well, it's it's going to be like a a movie experience type thing, isn't it? I, I would presume. Uh, I hope anyway. You'll have little featurettes and box outs and that sort of thing. Maybe now, it's the U control thing that we were just slating. Oh, before. maybe it is. <laughs> and it's described differently with some Japanese. Damn, but because it's alien, it's be great. It will <laughs> be a lot it. better. Be a lot better. We've, it's we've also got. Work. I'm I'm looking forward to these making the anthology uh, HD exclusive content here. We got the Beast Within, which is making Alien superior firepower. Yes, indeed, making Aliens, Wreckage to Rage, Rage making Alien Three, and not as good as the rest of them making Alien Resurrection. So that'll be interesting content there. And then we've also got the anthology archives, pre-production, post-production, pre-production, post-production journeys for all four films. So now, yeah. haven't we also got some um, brand new commentaries by Sigourney Weaver? Do we? I 
look, once again, not, I could that's be going not, out on a limb and just making you, things up. Are but you I'm making sure stuff I'm up to, to muscle in on my disc? You know what, I'm surprised. Prone, I'm prone for this, you know. So, but I think I think I could be right this time. I think there is some new commentaries on it, and I'm sure that um, Sigourney Weaver is involved in these. Well, as yeah. you know, as you, yes, Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Just, <laughs> why don't you try and slip in in the your little preamble that you're going to be reviewing the discs? And we've already agreed in the forums, listeners, that I will be picking up this package. And now it's public knowledge for you all. I'm sure you're delighted. <laughs> no, myself, Chris, and Andrew were having a battle in the forums to see who's getting what. I did know someone of one. <laughs> no, what? No, Andrew just stuck assumed... in a sneaky bag seat. He did. We were, all po- we were all posting up about our wants for the month, and we were discussing some very obscure Asian disc that nobody was reading about. And Andrew snuck in that he was going to be reviewing these. Well, he's not. Oh, I know what it was because I I'd mentioned I, I started the thread off, didn't I? I was, yeah. I was sneakily pre ordering stuff, uh, which I've forgotten what they are now, but they're later in the year. And um, and he said, yeah, you can have that so long as I've got the alien anthology. <laughs> smiley, and he tried, smiley. and he tried to he tried to pawn me off with bloody Back to the Future, but it's not happening. Uh, <laughs> I'm have, I'm, the, uh, the the pack is going to have to be split here, folks. <laughs> I'm getting aliens for sure. Chris, you can well, have alien. We'll let Chris I have would want alien at the lobby. I think Alien is, and we can discuss it's this. The best. I'll come home. Alien is the best See, movie. <laughs> alien is, think... ter- is terrific, but it's a different film altogether. Alien 3, I think, is a wonderful movie in both its versions, both its incarnations. It's a horribly overlooked and, um, you know, um, chastised there's, there's movie. Too many ho- there's too many holes in it, though. There's too many inconsistencies, you know what I mean? It's like... I, I, it's I, I, so I, dark, so gloomy, so... Um, Aliens is ridiculously dark. Subversive. It's, no, it's not. Aliens is <laughs> like... It's more like the Dirty Dozen. It's a fun kind of... Oh, no, this is Alien form. 3. What's on about now? You, you see, you can't even argue. But you're both getting confused. <laughs> aliens is the best. Let's leave it at that. See, he was talking about aliens. Oh, sorry. I was. Well, I said <laughs> Ali- Alien is the best. Aliens is a great movie. Yeah, and alien you said Alien Three was a dark film, Jet. and Jer said that Aliens was a dark film as well. Yeah, there's not, there's not a light to see. It's pitch black. Is, is Aliens in this box set? Yeah, I hope so. It's the best one. Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. That's the second one. So the S in the end. Aliens two. Yeah, no, I agree. Aliens is great. Aliens is the sorry, Alien is the best. But I was trying to say that Alien Three is the one which is so horribly overlooked all the time and chastised. But it, I think it's actually a great movie in its own right. But in, in both versions, hugely enjoyable. It makes a lot of strange, um, you know, detours, and it, it, it shouldn't work. And you know, people would say that it doesn't work, but I, I have a great time with that one because it's so dark, sinister, and nasty and macabre. The one I hate though is Resurrection. I, I and you it know, is but awful, isn't it? Comes out. It's like that's, a poor that's, man's that's alien. Like an extra feature in this box set having that movie there because I am really not in the least bit interested in its production, in the film itself, or anything that took place. It's 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 just rubbish. Again, you've got you've got the extended cut of Aliens, which of course is better. You've got the robot sentries and that. It's just awesome, isn't it? And, yeah. But the, the a bit of controversy is going to surround Alien again because. Again, I love both versions of Alien. Um, the, the director's cut with the scene with, uh, obviously, Dallas in the cocoon. Wonderfully sinister. Very dark and upsetting. Disturbing sequence. Doesn't quite fit the um, the life cycle of the Alien, which is the, the reason why it was cut out in the first place. But I love having it in there. But what I don't like is the fact that you, you because you've got that, you've now lost the scene where Dallas sits in... Um, 
you know, with Mother and discusses his chances of surviving, you know, by going toe to toe with the alien in the air ducts. And I said, you know, one of my chances does not compute. And that scene's gone. And it's a great sequence. Why remove that? I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have, I'm sure we'll have all possible versions in this set. They're not we look at Blade Runner. Look, look what Scott did with Blade Runner. I mean, yeah. you, you cannot fault that presentation. That has every version of the movie you know, ever, ever you know, produced. And numerous documentaries. The whole gamut is covered there. That yeah. is the definitive box set of a movie. Hopefully, this is going to be you know, on a par with that. Hopefully. Well, we're, we're, we've got, judging by the quality of the previous discs, these should be stunning looking. I thought that the THX Master DVD editions were very, very good looking, especially the first two. So I'm hoping for big things on Blu-ray and the uncompressed track should be amazing. And we've got that coming out on the 25th of October this year. And of course, one thing in there, Chris, which uh, you haven't picked up on, but I know you'll be a big fan of, is uh, there's the isolated um, score tracks. Yeah. And if they go along with the uh, the, the previous release, you've, you've got several isolated tracks. You've got um, the rejected score with alternates and um, different tracks by Jerry Goldsmith. So... Yeah, it's gonna. That's wonderful stuff, and you're gonna get that in, in full losses surround. Awesome. I wonder. Just awesome. I wonder. I wonder will the set come in that nice big alien head like the DVDs? Uh, have you not seen how it comes in the the limited collector's edition? No. How does it come? It's, it, it's in. A, <laughs> well, in the history of these rather bizarre looking, you know, box sets with replica figures on and stuff like that, which are never good quality, um, you've got a big glowing alien egg. Oh, fantastic. Gross. I was just thinking about but, that. But you've got an alien uh, wrapped around it, and it looks like it's humping the, the, the egg. No it, way. That's like really the imagery that I've seen with that, it, look, it looks, you think, oh, dear God. <laughs> a, it's not going to fit on your shelf, you know, but, you know, but it's got to have it because you're a big alien fan. You've got to have that one. It look, it, but it also looks I mean, a bit closer. It looks a bit plasticky and a bit tacky. And this alien looks like it's, Having its way with the egg. So, so, so where, where are the discs? Strong on so many levels, you know. Are the discs inside the egg? Uh, they mu- yeah, they must be. Do you know what? I don't know. Oh, they co- <laughs> they, they, they must all, be. They'll be all covered in slime. They won't play, will they? No, uh, be a mess. Be Probably just dissolve your Blu-ray player. Mm. But we're all going to get it, though, aren't we? All of us going to get gonna, that. Even, even if it is $140, <laughs> I'm going to purchase it. I'm going to purchase it. Yeah, it's another oh, one. Nice. And somehow or other, we're all going to cover it as well. <laughs> Somehow we're going to split that up. I don't want this to be like another kind of seven moment, but can someone explain to me? No, 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 no. Look at. Remember what you're starting here now, Mark. Look, look. No, what I ju- no this this is a genuine question. I mean, this, this is going to be just... ridiculous. No, it's it's not. It's about the aliens' life cycle. Yep. All right, yeah. okay, okay. Right, okay. Good, 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 good. With uh, the scene with Dallas. Yeah. That didn't really fit in. Yeah. So what is, you know, Happening the alien life cycle? What is, no, what is like the, what are the stages? Egg, alien. Right, well, as far as the um, first film is concerned, it is the egg, the face hugger. Yeah. Yeah. The face hugger lays another egg, inside, well, lays the embryo inside the, the living host, be it human, it's, alien, space it's hugger. Like this. Yeah. yeah, and then it, it grows out, it grows incredibly quickly, and its its main modus of life is very quickly to impregnate somebody else. The uh, face hugger, yeah. How long yeah. how long can the face hugger survive outside the egg, though, Chris? That's what I really want to know. Not Just long. in case I encounter someone. Not long. 
Face of Once it's fallen off the, um, the, the host, it's a matter of hours. Okay. Now, the thing, the, the point made about the first movie is when you see the alien in the, um, the Narcissus, the escape ship, the shuttlecraft, yeah. it's actually cocooning itself in because it's, it's reaching the end of its own life cycle. This is something that doesn't get touched upon in any of the movies, uh, I don't think, um, because they, they have a very short lifespan. Geiger went over this, Scott went over this, um, the writers went over it a, a hell of a lot. Um, and when you have the Dallas and supposedly Brett's in there as well at some point in that, in that little chamber, cocooned. Now, where that was written, that was written as baby aliens are meant to be eating him, like spiders, you know, yeah. like baby spiders. Yeah. And of course, that does not fit in at all with the, uh, the life cycle or the, the myth around the mythology around these creatures so that's why it was initially taken well, out where Plus, would the baby aliens have come from? from well that's what you don't really know because the first film wasn't gonna be that specific basically all you knew with the first film egg face hugger impregnates someone gives birth to um rather nasty xenomorph which then has a desperate um attempt a short lifespan to try to you know prolong its race in this new environment that's how it was meant to be then took that even further. Thought, well, hang on a minute. What they never addressed was where did the eggs come from? What came first, the chicken or the egg? The alien or the egg? Well, it's got to be something laying these eggs. I mean, they, they quite they say it that matter of factly. What's laying these eggs? Okay, something we haven't seen yet. So hence the big queen, and it's obviously then all of a sudden the, the, the life cycle and the mythology and, and the the life of the aliens becomes a sort of hive mentality, like bees, like uh, wasps, that that sort of thing. In, in, very insectoid. So you have the queen. What made the queen? <laughs> Obviously, the, the, queen, yeah. the queen must be born inside. Certain ones must be queens when they're born. But um, I think you're speculating here. I think you've lost your way a little bit. Isn't this so interesting? The, the fact that people have had to almost go back and retrospectively create a, a, a biological cycle for an alien purely because it got so popular from a movie. The same way as Klingons, you, had, you got all those nerds actually writing their Klingon dictionaries, you know, and all this sort of yeah. stuff. It's, it's amazing the interest that movies can spark. That's my yeah, insightful comment for this podcast. It's Thank fable you. philosophy, isn't it? Because it's, it's us, it's fans taking on board what is something which is a complete not a fiction. Having said that, before I go any further, there, there could be an argument about religion here. Now, this is the different thing entirely. And this, we're going to get this cut short. You could also argue that the Bible is just a work of fiction as well. It is, so, yeah. You know, so why the hell can't people... Well, hang on, isn't this Scientology? <laughs> Have I just not embraced Scientology with that last remark? You know, you can make up your own version. We all came from beer bottles. You know, I, I, prob- I probably did, actually. And but did Geiger lay, lay down anything to do with... Or was Tetris. it, you know, how, how he expected them to function, the, uh, or was it specifically just the designs? No, it's, it, there, was a, there was a definite um, passage of, you know, uh, life cycle that he created. He even created, now I, I've got this in, in the Book of Alien, which came oh, out. Oh, you're a super geek. You've got the yeah. Book oh, of that's, Alien. That's unbelievable. You know, when the first one came out, I was, it was 79, so I'd, I'd be 10 years old, probably just approaching 10 years old. And obviously, I couldn't go to Flix to see it. Ironically, I saw it the following year on the re-release because I, at that point, my mate's mum, um, who, who was working in a cinema not far from where I lived, the Phoenix, the famous Phoenix Cinema in Wallasey, uh, we got in for nothing and we saw X-rated movies all the time. So, But the year it came out, I knew nothing. I couldn't go and see it. And yet, that Christmas, I was given an alien board game, alien figure, the book of Alien, which was the making of, the art of Alien, the heavy metal <laughs> illustrate, um, comic book version of it, and um, the photo novel of it, 
the novel of it, everything you could think, everything that came out. And as a weird sort of tangent from this, you had Star Wars a few years before, which obviously brought out the whole merchandising thing. Now that was a family movie, so you, you know, toys from that movie was was you know obvious. Why did they bring out toys from a film that was X-rated in the UK and you know R-rated in the States? Why did they bring out toys for kids from a film like that? Because the new people like you were around who probably yeah. Them up. <laughs> well, anyway, in the book of um, the book of Aliens called, which is a lot of the original artwork and design work from Geiger, um, there is um, a plaque which he wanted to have on the wall of the derelict um, alien spacecraft. And it showed in three or four little stages um, the life cycle of the alien, which was there. And there's a full-page thing of this in the book. So it, it literally was egg, chest burster. Sorry, egg, face hugger, chest burster, big alien. That was it. So that showed it didn't really... Geiger wasn't thinking... But it didn't off. actually link up the end of the life cycle with the beginning, which is kind of which pretty much... Scott probably came in and said, like, hang on yeah. a minute. We're going to have to finish. Is, this guy's got to... It's not really a life cycle beginning. if it doesn't actually connect all the way around, though, surely. Well, it's, wasn't yeah, but like, but the damn you, Mark. Just, yeah, but the queen, the queen just produces. The queen just produces, and the aliens are like warriors to protect the queen and to find new hosts for new aliens in the hope that a queen will be born, another one. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. That's that's the generalization. You know what I mean? I understand movies like this in Seven. You know? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Mark doesn't. See, the thing is, with the first movie, you're probably not meant to question too much about it. The whole thing is so um, crazy, nightmarish. Um, you just go along with it. What's That's good the point. I mean, because you don't, you don't understand it. No, yeah, you're right. You're not really supposed to question the first. I mean, the, the fact well, that, is... See, this is what happens. They, you they you go, make a successful movie, then you try to go on. sake, I was speaking! <laughs> well, go on, I'll let you do it. Go on. <laughs> it's not even worth it! Look, look I wasn't even going to say anything that, good. <laughs> oh, well, you're very welcome then. Go on. So you're not really supposed to question it in the first film because the fact is, I mean, they they find an alien spaceship and spend literally no time there anyway. You know, it's it's supposed to be, you know, in the the realms of deep space and just strange happenings. Is that, that it? was is it. That okay, that, that, that was the totality of what I was going to say. <laughs> that was really. I can't argue with that. But, about five but, words. Like, <laughs> Chris is just being nice now. I can't argue with that. that oh, rubbish. Is, I was about to go into the <laughs> epicenters of the alien life cycle and what happened, bloody, bloody, blah. And that's all you can come out with, Mark. Rubbish. <laughs> this is sequels, though, isn't it? Sequels will... T- well, if, they, if they're worth their salt, they're going to try to embellish the story and create something new, add something to it. Not just rehash what you've seen before. They're the NAF sequels, the, the remakes. You know, They just don't go anywhere. Aliens at least tried to explore it a bit more and find, you know, give us a few more clues, give us a new creature. But but it was a lot. It was a lot better, you know. Alien, right? Alien. A lot better. Here's 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 my base argument. Right? Forget about the last two because we know they're not as good. Right? If you're talking about standalone one viewing and you've never seen the film before, Alien is a better film. If you're talking about rewatchability. Aliens has it in spades. You will watch Aliens over and over and over again. You will not watch Alien over and over again because oh, it just well, have no, that excitement fight. Well, you wouldn't because you're odd. Mate, but like, I've, normal people... I, I, I've watched the, the first film, you know, too many times to even count. 
Um, a lot more than the second one. Don't get me wrong, I love the second one. The second one is a terrific movie, but it's it's a different thing. Also, it's, it's not a horror film. It's an action movie. It's a war movie. I mean, the very tagline is, this time it's war. And that's exactly how it is. There's a few creepy moments. I mean, let's not forget, the, the when you first get to um, you know, the, the mining colony and they're going through with the Marines, that is incredibly creepy. Though. Oh, yeah. That's a wonderful sequence. But the rest of the movie plays out as a war film, a platoon movie. You've got all the stereotypes oh, in there. Come no, 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 no. I'm not, no I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it at all. It, it, it's the time, and it's it's deliberately set up that way. That's the point of it. And Cameron he, removed himself from the um, original. Let's not remake the first film. That's the mistake, and he knew he, he shouldn't make that mistake. We're going to make this bigger, broader. We're going to bring in more um, characters, more of a um, universe, a working universe. The things that were hinted at in the first one about the company. Where we're going to explore that a bit more, their attitude, you know, their their complete and utter, you know, skullduggery behind the scenes. We're going to have to do more. We're going to explore this. We're going to give. And this is where I don't like it, but I can see why it happened. We're going to have to, you know, embellish Ripley's character. She's going to transform. She's going to be someone different. Um, and this is what I don't like about it. This is my personal beef with Aliens: is that I can. And I've said it many, many times. I cannot buy into. Ellen Ripley's transformation from oh my god, lucky survivor, resilient woman um, from the first movie to Rambolina in um, the second movie. I mean, the minute Dwayne Hicks shows her how to use that pulse rifle and she struts around, I'm afraid I'm I'm lost. Oh, come on, come on. You're in space with aliens, you have to just. But it was almost like they were going to stick in a montage of her doing push-ups and that kind of thing you know it, it was such a transformation it's, it's horribly it's horribly quick and it doesn't fit in i don't think if i i don't see that transition working oh that goes against the grain i know because she's oh, the yeah. um, she's the main state of the alien franchise but the argument is yeah. about the maternal instinct film, she's a very very believable character yeah and but it was, it was only it was only because she was like a lone wolf protecting her cub when that little ugly girl, the wee dirty one, what's it named? Toads. <laughs> Newt. 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 Look, they look, mostly look, come at night. They mostly, 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 mostly. Yeah, Eric yeah. Carmen. That's all I can think about when I hear yeah. that. <laughs> when, when she's in trouble, Ripley gets the gun, gets the flamethrower, ducks tape the two of them together, very industrious, and protects that cub. And she's absolutely awesome. I mean, like, there's so many fantastic... you got the fight with the loader at the end. you got... I love, oh, the yeah. where, I, I, I love the bit where they drive. You know, they drive a tank in, to re- where she takes a tank in through the wall to rescue them. Yeah, she does. Oh, yeah, oh, she does. Yeah, this this yeah. old warrant officer from the, uh, the Nostromo suddenly can, can control these, this fabulous military futuristic hardware. Yeah. But there's only a stick uh, to take control from, like, backwards. supposedly green, you know, lieutenant, you know. You know, Gorman, get them out of there, you know. I'll, yeah, just because, yeah, he's only had, you know, a couple of, like, you know, As, training simulations before. As opposed no, to what, a talking computer that tells you what's going on and can tell you your chances against an alien, you have to suspend disbelief in well, the wall. Uh, yeah, it does say does not compute. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. It does, it does say does not compute. It doesn't make that massive leap of logic that the computer in, there, in the thing does. Speculation. <laughs> <you know. laughs> After like contact with, with the first human, how many hours before the rest of the world is assimilated? And it works it out for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just agree. The first the thing first is, two. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's. <laughs> oh, here we go. No, 
Right. Uh, you, you've got uh, to explain well, yourself there. What? Who? In Blair. He's the Blair thing. The... Yeah, Blair is the thing. He might not be the thing at that particular point, though. I'll be honest. I mean, or is he just... Are we talking about, are we talking about the thing now? Yeah, you do know well, the film, yeah? The... No, we're no. talking about the thing. The, the, the movie, thing. the thing. Yeah. Are you yeah. saying... When... Yeah. Blair makes the... He's, he's, He's already sussed on that you know one or more members of the uh, the the American team are probably infected, and he finds the he, you know he makes sure he's got the gun in his in his drawer there, and he's he's speaking in well he's, he's typing into this computer making um, projections, and he's got the simulation of the uh, the alien cells taking over human cells, working out how it does it. Now you do know that he is the thing. He's not the thing. They did the blood test. His blood was fine. Blair. Yeah. They haven't tested Blair. They go out to test Blair and he's gone. It's the old guy who goes crazy, chops up yeah, all the Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew that. I thought, I thought you were talking about your man with the beard, Kurt Russell. Yeah. Oh, move <laughs> no. on. Let's move on. McCready. McCready. Yes, that's it. McCready, that's his name, man. I must watch that. No, McCready, McCready plays um, computer chess. <laughs> he doesn't ask anything, anything more than checkmate, you know, of, of a computer. He, it's Blair who does the, um, the crazy, you know. When Dallas asks... Uh, mother, because of the theme of the movie, and you're so g'd up by it, and he says one of my chances does not compute. You take that as being, oh god, it's not. It's either not going to answer him. He knows he's doomed, or you know, it's so. But it could just, it could just be. It says, look, I, I don't understand your question. <laughs> it could just so, be yeah. Windows has performed an illegal operation and will shut down. <laughs> yeah, I haven't saved my work. Well, come here, look at back to aliens now, right? So, who votes? Chris, what's your favourite? Alien. Alien, yeah. What's your favourite, Mark? Alien. Alien. Mine's Aliens. Phil? Alien. I think I think the public will come to my rescue again, although they haven't for seven. Phil, can we do a vote thing on the movie post to see which is you better? You really want to lose two votes? No, <laughs> no, I want to do a vote thing. Okay, so uh, to wrap up on uh, this podcast, uh, we've just got time for one more. So let's go to Iron Man 2, which is coming out uh, September 28th on Region A and 25th October on Region B. And who wants to take this one? I don't know, I haven't seen it. It was boring. It had, what, ten minutes of action at the end, crammed into the end. And the best action involved um, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, kicking several shades of the proverbial out of a a corridor full of goons. Um, The Iron Man stuff was absolutely pants, as far as I was concerned. Who's the, Black Widow? It's Scarlett Johansson. I mean, who, no, but who's who is she? Who's she's, the character? Yeah. Well, she's um, a sort of government aid um, to the, the project, and she's also what's going to be in the Avengers. You know, oh, this big, yeah. highly mooted Avengers project, which is and, you know, at some point in the next couple of years, going to come together. Well, we set up to see Thor and uh, Hawkeye and the Green Lantern, and they're all good. We're going to see Hawkeye, are we? We've got, we've got Thor, certainly on the way. Kenneth Bran- Can you believe Kenneth Branagh's doing that? I was a bit you know, I know. Well, he, no, surprised he'll at that. He'll, 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 do, he'll do a good film with that. Well, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not um, arguing with that. I just thought he was an unusual choice. I, I just never would have bought into Kenneth Branagh doing you know, an all-out comic book action movie. But, see, no, I, I think it'd be, see, I didn't really understand what Thor's special power was because I'm more of an X-Men kind of a guy. But um, he, th- this is a guy who can actually turn into Thor. 
Uh, no, he, no, I, I believe he is Thor, isn't he? Oh, they're he is back, Thor. They actually are the. Um, they're going to Odin and um, whatever the you know the Greek, the Greek, the Norse mythology. They're exploring all of that. He genuinely Ooh. is Thor. He's not just a guy who picks up a ring and be go, hey, my God, I am Thor. Um, it does it seem a little bit of an odd choice, though. Isn't yeah, it? well, bit he's old, in it though. See, in, in, comic, in comics from the sixties and seventies, that worked. You know, a, a guy with a Norse god with a, a horny helmet and a great big hammer. <laughs> I, did say that, I did say that right, didn't I? Yeah. I know, but I, in my I mind, say that, I'm, just, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I'm just seeing him in Wild Wild West. Can you give Wild Wild West? Who who's in Wild Wild West? Did you never see Kenneth Branagh in Wild Wild West? Oh, oh yeah. Christ, I did, yeah, yes. with the big robotic spider. Yeah, yeah. But he, isn't, he isn't playing him no Mark. <laughs> he's directing Mark. That means he's behind Oh, the is character. he? Oh, right, see. I him. have no idea about what I thought. Oh. I, just thought <laughs> I thought, Christ, you know, <laughs> that's a hell of a stretch, you know. Hello, I, I am Thor. Busy you like his Henry V or enemy. Conspiracy. You know, I was thinking about a weighty kind of emotional project there. No, no. He's a good. He's a, he's a good. He's a good director, though. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I, I say I'm not dissing him as being a director of this movie. It's just you know, he's never tackled anything like this before, and he's not the pair. You'd never have thought of him. Never in a million years. But anyway, you know, remains to be seen. And you know, <laughs> there's a lot. A, a guy prancing around with a, a great big hammer in one hand, spouting, you know. I mean, you all know the the dialogue that you know, Thor used to come out with in the comics. No, no give you know, us give us an example. Uh, no, <laughs> like, all of a sudden I've said the wrong things. I can't quote anything from him, but it's ridiculously it's ridiculously Shakespearean. I know, but you know the people can kind of make a bit of a shift. Look at Brian Singer from you know the usual suspects, and you'd never think after he'd done that that he he'd turn to X Files. Um, X Files. X Files. <laughs> I've, I've had a couple. Look, just cut me yeah. a bit of slack. <laughs> X Men. Uh. Well, I don't know. Usual Suspects is, is still um, it's still pulp in its origins. Um, there's a, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. It's a big ensemble thing. X Men's an ensemble thing. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not knocking the fact that he's doing it. Please don't get me wrong on that. Um, it's just I, I was genuinely surprised when I saw who, who's directing this. Kind of funny. I had to double. I had to double check it on all the sources. And yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, wow. Well, that's cool. But wow, who'd have thought? And I hear we're going to have yet another new Incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, there's a bit of trouble there, isn't there, with Ebert Norton? And well, uh, he's 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 not doing it. Your man, your man who was in Collateral was doing it. I can't remember yeah. his name. He, he's no, he's no, touted. He's 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 touted to be. But the, there was a, a problem with Ebert Norton, wasn't it? There has been some trouble. With him and the studios and the producers. Why? What happened? Uh, well, they're not saying what it is. From the last I heard, but his, his publicity man said, um, and was quite heated about it. From what I, what I, I read, can't quote it. I've forgotten what he said, but basically, he, he was quite annoyed with um, the treatment that Ever Norton had received from you know, the studios and the suits. Now, before we go any further, I lambasted the film Incredible Hulk um, because mainly of. Um, Edward Norton. I thought he was absolutely despicably lousy in the part. The big like green them. guy is fine, but him was absolutely dead self-conscious, ap- totally unbelievable in the role. Really soft, sappy, and absolutely crap. Totally unconvincing. And I, I really lambasted it in various reviews. Yeah, but but but, but is that not is that not Bruce Banner's? 
Is that not Bruce Banner's character that he's so timid, so afraid of getting annoyed because he'll unleash the beast? Yeah, well, you, you can you can still act that pretty well. You can still be sympathetic and convincing. He wasn't for me. He wasn't. Now, um, so I'm genuinely pleased that he's not involved in this now because I thought he was truly appalling um, as as Bruce Banner. So there. So there you go. That's just an indication about how good so we're, we're Iron sort of Man, Iron Man 2, 2 is because we spent the whole time talking about <laughs> other things. Uh, well, yeah, at, least, at least what we thought was more interesting than the film Iron Man 2, which is pretty how's Mickey, how's Mickey Rourke? Because I haven't seen this one and I'm very, very interested oh, in picking it up. Because Mickey Rourke is actually not bad, isn't it? Is it's he? just and, the film is very, very talky and not very action-y, which yeah, is what that's, I kind of thought they were going to do with this one because there's not... A, the action, the, Iron Man 1 was a, a crowd pleaser. It had enough action. Perhaps you wanted a bit more, um, but the, it was the chemistry. It was Robert Downey Jr. His Tony Stark was brilliant. His chemistry with, um, what's her face, Gwyneth Paltrow, an Never actress talks. I can't stand, by the way, but, you know, and I wanted to see her head in the box. She's got, a, she, she's got an unusual Ha-ha. face, doesn't she? She what? She's got an unusual face. It's kind of like the Cheshire <laughs> Grin and Cheshire cat from that film Alice in Wonderland. Um, I know what yeah, I thought. How's that for a tangent? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's so obtuse. <laughs> I don't like her though. I don't. I don't trust her. <laughs> That's our face is so odd. If, you know, if I do happen to bump into it tomorrow in, the, in our local, you know, you know, obviously I'll I'll recount what I've just said. Why wouldn't you trust her? <laughs> why, why don't you trust her? <laughs> <laughs> looks a bit shifty to me. Looks a bit like... She's got that knowing look about it. Like she can, like she's, she can't see through you, but she pretends she can. You know, so so all of a sudden you feel transparent, and you don't, you know, you can't get off with her because you're just too afraid of what you're going to say and what you're going to do, and she's going to pull you apart, and it's just not going to work, is it? I've never heard anyone dislike an, an actress that they're never going to meet for that very reason. Yeah. You don't trust them. I had, I had the same thing with Demi Moore a long time ago. <laughs> well, she is shifty, that one, man. But, 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 we managed to get over that one. <laughs> <laughs> when I showed her my one-arm press-ups. <laughs> I showed her my no-arm press-ups. She's really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Wish I'd thought of that one. <laughs> uh, you see? Ka-ching. Anyway, so Iron Man 2, I'll be picking this up on Blu-ray um, because I would say it looked fantastic. And I like, I like, I like Tony Stark's character a lot. And I'd watch, I'd watch him ad nauseum. So I'm not too bothered about the low-action content. Oh, you'll be happy then because it, it's, it's a good Tony Stark movie. It, it is. But I think what I wanted more was... You didn't have that much action in the first one. What was what there what there was was great, but give us some more as well as all of the um, the character development and the funny bits. And there's plenty there's plenty of those, but you're kind of waiting. Please I'm God, let's have some action. And then How when it comes, it's crammed into the last ten minutes. How's War Machine? Is he awesome? Because he's my he's my favorite. I like him better than Iron Man from the car. What you mean, Rhodey? Yeah. Does, yeah. does he get to put on the suit and fly around? Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's He's kicking ass, yeah. Does he, does he shoot the rockets out of his chest? The, yeah, well, yeah, the end sequence, mate, is it great. You know, you, you wouldn't, you'd definitely enjoy that, but it's a long oh. time getting to it, and it's over before you know it. Uh, maybe I'll just skip to the last scene and watch that. Yeah, you're probably for the best. <laughs> just download oh, no, it. De- no, definitely watch um, Black Widow kicking ass in the corridor. That is, that is a stunning sequence, that. She looks really, really good. You know, 
it's the figure hugging black combat cat suit. You know, you, God, you know, it's got to work, hasn't it? And, it's and she's doing a lot of a lot of acrobatics and. You asking. probably have one of them as well, do you? That you dress up with? I do. I have black with those cat suits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't tend to fight in it though. <laughs> no. Now we've gone down a horrible route. I, I, it, uh... Who's got a horrible route? <laughs> <laughs> Are you back on Is your this show? a carry-on podcast now? Do we know what, what's got on it? Uh, yeah. It has got commentary. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. <laughs> creating the Stark Expo. Practical meets digital. Four deleted and extended scenes. And then we've got a lot of exclusive HD content. Shield although although surely, surely the supplements and the HD content are the same thing. Like I don't know why they got these segregated out because this has never been out before. Anyway, moving on, we've got Shield. No, data. no, 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 no. The supplements are going to be on the DVD as well, aren't they? The, oh, the, the content stuff that you're only going to get on the Blu-ray. Gotcha. It all becomes clear. I think. Pre-visualization. Oh, is it all on there? And they've just made that exclusive as being the only HD content. Oh God, Mark. But then, but then <laughs> I, won't I, I, I think I put it better than that. <laughs> yeah, it won't fit in the DVD, you maniac. Pre-visualization and animatics, <laughs> Ultimate Iron Man and Making Iron Man 2, Illustrated Origins of Black Widow and Nick Fury War Machine, working with DJ Am and some dudes, uh, four Blu-ray exclusive deleted scenes, concept art gallery, theatrical trailers, and music videos for ACD's Shoot Trill. So back in black in the first one, and Shoot Trill in the second one. Nice. What's a trill? ACDC are awesome. Yeah. Shoot that trill. <laughs> What's a trill? Is that like a haggis? Trill. It's like trees. Look, you give it to budgies. It's, it's, it's the evolution of the language over here in Ireland. We've lost the use for the word H. <laughs> Tree, trill. See, in Ireland, and, is that because H is a word? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'll tell you what. You know what I watched? Uh, I had a movie day last night, and... Uh, we movie there all day yesterday and with a few people over having a few beers and whatnot watching movies. And we watched The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Have ever, uh, anyone oh, seen that? Yeah. Mm, yeah, I yeah. didn't like the little, little bit. You didn't I like found, what? I found didn't it, like it. No, I found it rather lengthy and boring. Yeah, it was slow as hell. It was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I actually fell asleep, so I'm going to have to go and rewatch it now. It, yeah, you know, you know what? You know, we're going to confound the critics because I, I found it quite tedious as well. Yes, it's one of those five, films that you really think, oh, I've got to like this. I am liking it. I did. I, I, oh, I wouldn't mind right, but my, <laughs> my, my, my sister was over and she had 30 pages left to go in the book. And we made her, when we were out drinking beers in the back garden, we made her sit in the living room on her own for 40 minutes and finish the book just so that we could go and watch the film then afterwards. And everyone was like, oh, what a waste of time that was. I did not like it at all, and I don't know why it's getting such high ratings. Here's hoping that Fincher's remake maybe will do something more, inject a bit of pace or whatever, you know? Well, you see, the, I think it's a good film. I do, but I, I can see why it gets all the plaudits and the kudos that it does. It is a bit different, and it does kind of... It's got it's that not, foreign mentality where it... Yeah, but isn't it very like your man? It's, it's very like thought a, 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 a reeks like It reeks of Dan Brown. Ooh. It's like one of it's like one of those it's like one of those movies, uh, whatever it's well, called, that's the Da Vinci Code. What? That's a bit damning, that because I know that's how strongly I feel about it. Stand Dan Brown. Did, did, you, did you not see the comparisons between the Da Vinci Code and the girl with the dragon tattoo? A very uh, wish you had said that. Now, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I do. Damn you, damn you to hell. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Which Dan, didn't like Dan it Brown. Anyway. Dan Brown in uh, what is it? What was the the big bloody one? Oh, the, the Vinci first. Code. The Vinci Code. Yeah, because everyone was loving that at the time um, when the, the book had come out, the film had come out. Um, I said, "Oh yeah, get, get me that for Christmas. Then get me get me the big hardback edition with the illustrations in it of all the <laughs> what do you want you know, paintings and things like all the clues were in there. So this this thing wrapped up, marvelous, great big tome. Oh great, I've got that. It looked looked fabulous. God, that looked great on the shelf. That and oh, it's got big prints in it. Big big prints. I feel like an old person. Old <laughs> and I got onto like page three, and it described that you know." Main character, I've forgotten his name. He was a you know an archaeologist, come historian, uh, and it said you know it actually said you know he looks a bit like Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, so oh, you just planted that you want your hero to be you know Indiana Jones, but in a more intellectual version of Indiana Jones, and you've now planted the seed in every reader's head that he is Indiana Jones. That is absolute. I mean. I've written yeah, but books. He kinda is the I that was the really, really, you know, uh, underhanded trick for a writer to play. And I thought, I'm not going to read any more of this. A, it was, it was crap anyway. I wasn't hooked in the least. But that just completely, I thought, no, no, I will not. So you trust. threw away a Christmas I trust him. Present. I never met the guy. I didn't trust him either. <laughs> don't trust actresses. I don't trust writers. I'm a very lonely person. I like the books. They're all right. They're mindless fluff, but the movies are Have you read atrocious. the books? Have you read um, Angels and Demons? Yeah. But with the Pope going up in the helicopter. <laughs> I know. down to the Vatican. <laughs> Anything the Pope gets around. The Pope doesn't get on the freaking buses. The Pope's got his I own know. helicopter. He got, got a fly goes up in the helicopter. They detonate an antimatter bomb. And then he parachutes into the back of whatever it is, Vatican <laughs> Square, without anyone the seeing him. Oh, this sounds wonderful. Do? Yes, I, I, I should not. I should not have been this guy off so quickly. Oh no, there's a, there's a fantastic series of audio books as well. If you ever get to to see Does the Pope one, read them out. No, but it's even better. One called I think uh, Deception Point because when everyone was talking about the Da Vinci Code, I downloaded a bunch of stuff. None of it's legal, but um, <laughs> that, but it's got this Southern bell in it. You know, like a kind of Southern. Well, Mister, I didn't know. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> And the bloke actually acts it out. What kind of accent was that? That was Southern India. <laughs> well, it was the same thing. The bloke acts it out and puts on the voice when he does the conversations. The audio books are fantastic. Oh, no. no They're very no. funny. It's one of those ones where, like, um, they have to get into a secret office in, you know, kind of the CIA or whatever like that. And then they go to the toilet and just push up one of the vents or something like that <laughs> and drop over. And you think, yeah, they've got, like, a... 10 million dollar security system or whatever on this front door but she can just push up like the polystyrene in our, in our place you don't, you don't even go to the toilet you just push up a vent and drop one over <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's sounds great is, is, the, is the Pope like Jason Bourne or something yeah I, I, I saw the film Angels and Demon and it actually happens at the end it is absolutely planktastic I mean like it literally and it only because my dad wanted to see it because he was milling around the Vatican <laughs> on his holidays and he was like oh my god I went over on the Angels and Demons tour and I saw this that and the other get that movie for me to like pause it every five minutes and show you the places where I've been and I was like oh the Pope in the helicopter and I was like oh Jesus is this for real and he comes down with the skirts and all that shit you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, bloody ridiculous. I, I, and he lands and kind of gives a knowing look, you know what I mean? Oh, God. I hate um, to spoil your, your party, guys, but it's not the Pope that takes a helicopter up. 
Well, it's the Pope's assistant, his right hand man. I know, but he plans to become the Pope. Monk. That's the yeah. point. He's the, you know, the Pope I said, waving. Yeah, because he's supposed to become the Pope. Well, so he's, well, he's, well he's not the Pope, is he? He's, he's... Yeah, but he's, where, he's even got yeah, the flag. I know. Yeah, I What, you know, if suddenly becomes disc- more believable that the Pope's assistant goes up, they detonate an anti-matter <laughs> well, bomb. Suppose, yeah, because yeah, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Square this, without this anyone where, seeing. Where, like, you know, papal gear pop- in his own little, um, little room somewhere. Yeah, but it's Pretend all... Oh, the Pope has a son as well. The Pope has a son. Does he have a son? What? Yes, that was in the book. I thought they weren't allowed kids. It's all fiction anyway. Uh, it is. It is all fiction. You're right. Okay, so um, that's our discussion on Iron Man Two. For some reason, we ended up on angels and demons for whatever reason. Uh, but that wraps up our podcast. We have sadly run out of time uh, on this edition. So join us again for the next podcast where we go through some of the discs that we have reviewed. And all I need to do now is thank Chris, Jer, uh, and Mark. Thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Phil. Phil. Right. Alien is the best. Aliens. Alien. Alien. Thor. Oh, <laughs> so if you've got any questions, queries or comments, you can email us at podcast.avforums.com. This is Phil Hinton saying thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time. The AV Podcast was presented by Phil Hinton. Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove. The AV Podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content including sound clips and music is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV Podcast is copyright M2M Limited.